Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. This is Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, and we have a great episode coming up for you today with our host Molly Pittman and data and analytics expert John Grimshaw. But first, if you're loving the Perpetual Traffic podcast, well, you're sure going to love this too. At Digital Marketer, we have created a newsletter. It's called DM Insider, and it's a free collection of up-to-date, informed, and actionable marketing content delivered to your inbox every Monday morning. Sign up now to receive the next edition, and you will also get instant access to 39 marketing tools, swipe files, and copy and paste templates to grow your business while you wait. So go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash insider. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash insider. Okay, here's Molly. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, Molly Pittman here and John Grimshaw, who is here with me. We, we've got a few things to share today, John, which yeah. I'm really excited about. John and I work together at Digital Marketer. We now work together on some training programs, train my traffic person, team traffic, an online virtual events that we are actually having next month and I'm going to tell you about here in a minute. So John is not only a great marketer, but really amazing with data and analytics, also project management and keeping me wrangled and making sure this stuff actually happens. So Perfect. Uh, we'll do. Ask, but I'm excited for this session today. What I'm going to show you is a five-step Facebook account audit process. So it's basically, John and I built this at the end of last year because we started working with Ezra Firestone he has an e-commerce company, a cosmetic line called Boom. It's for women over the age of 50. They spend millions of dollars on Facebook ads every year. And we went to visit Ezra last December and he's like, hey guys, paid traffic isn't performing as I would like to. Um, you know, how should I make this better? What should I do? And of course, that's not a black or white answer. It's not as simple to just say, oh, Ezra, you know, here's what you should do for success in 2019 with your Facebook advertising. We realized, and we knew this because we had used it with clients before, that we really needed a solid way to audit the performance of an account to figure out what those next steps should be. And I find myself doing this even on a micro level, looking at campaigns, right, that are working or not working and going through my own optimization process at the campaign level to figure out what to do next. But your account works the same way. 
And so as we're actually coming to an end of 2019 here, which is crazy, this has been the fastest year for me. I don't know if that's the same for you guys. We wanted to reintroduce this process because I know it's applicable to a lot of you guys who are running your own ads or maybe you run ads for others to really have a process to go through to decide what should I do next year or what's not working? What's specifically not working and how do I fix it? So I'm going to go through this process and show you what we did in 2019, what the audit told us for Ezra's company, Boom. And then I'm actually going to show you some campaigns that they ran this year based off of what we found in that audit that have led them to have their most successful year ever in terms of revenue, which is huge. So you guys are seeing the before and the after. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Which is exciting. So John, are you ready for us to dive in here? Anything extra? You yeah, want? I'm super, super pumped. I was just going to say, and your timing is perfect. You're going to be teasing a little bit of this, talking about some of the strategies that you came up with for Boom for 2019, but all will be revealed at a Smart Traffic Live this year, which is happening December 4th through 6th. Molly and Ezra will be talking in depth about this auditing process and actually doing it for 2019, right? We're going to be talking today Absolutely. about Molly's process from 2018, but they'll be looking at yeah. it for this year, their best year ever, and figuring out how to make it even better. Absolutely. So I wanted to tell you guys more about Smart Traffic Live, which is the online summit that we mentioned earlier. You can learn more at smarttrafficlive.com. But it's essentially a three-day virtual summit for anyone who's interested in paid traffic or becoming better at paid media going into 2020. So in my mind, it's a no-brainer. We're covering Facebook, YouTube, Google, other traffic Twitter. sources. Yeah, Twitter, other traffic sources that you may not have even heard of. And I think my favorite part of this is that what I'm showing you today, this audit process, Ezra and I are going to open each day of Smart Traffic Live 
with a different piece of this audit where we're going even deeper into what's happened with Boom for 2019. So as John said, what I'm showing you is what we did in terms of audit at the end of last year. So we did that for 2018 and you'll see some of the best performing campaigns that we ran this year based off of the audit. But now so much has changed in the last year, especially inside of Boom's ad account. So we're also going to go even more in depth into auditing what they did this year and what our specific plans are for next year. And those will be the opening keynotes of each day of Smart Traffic Live. So I could not be more excited about this. If you're interested, smarttrafficlive.com. John, I'm going to dive into this audit if you're yeah. ready. We got the ball teed up. It's time to hit yeah, it. So. Let's do it. All right, guys. So as I told you last time, in December of 2018, Ezra had John and I come up to New York and he said, look, guys, Facebook ads have still performed well for us in 2018, but things have gotten a lot more expensive. And I know a lot of us are feeling that, especially this time of year in 2019, moving into Q4. And when I look back on his stats, he was absolutely correct. And this is what I see across the board. This isn't just Ezra. This isn't just e-commerce. This is really the nature of ad platforms in general. You can see one of the most important statistics here that stands out. If you look at this cost per unique link click here, $1.15 in 2017, $1.98 in 2018, and even if you look at it, not unique, 77 cents to $1.32. I mean, that's almost a double in terms of increasing the CPC. So as I said, this is natural to occur on ad platforms, especially platforms like Google and Facebook, but it doesn't mean that it's ideal for us as advertisers. And there's a lot that we can do on the back end to increase our conversion rates and average order value, lifetime value of a customer so that we can afford to pay the most in our market to acquire a customer, but we still want to make sure that we have strategies and campaign structure and campaign assets that are built to get us the lowest cost per click possible. So this is the five-step audit process, very simple five-step audit process that John and I use to figure out what is really causing Ezra's cost to rise so much. I mean, of course, a lot of it is you know, Facebook is a platform getting more expensive, but I still have clients and people that are paying 20 cents a click, 50 cents a click, a dollar a click, depending on the market, that are paying much more competitive prices because they've really built the best campaigns possible that work with Facebook's algorithm versus trying to hack the algorithm or to go against it. But to figure out how to best structure this for your business, the best place to start is to figure out what about what you are currently doing right now isn't working and why, and what is working and how can you do more of it? And that is why we built this audit. And really, the way that this audit works is that you would look through these five slides that I'm about to show and pull all of the numbers that you can find, that you're able to pull, that you see us listing here. So first you're gonna aggregate the data, which I was lucky enough to have someone like John do so I know it's accurate, which is very important. And then the next step is analysis. So, okay, what do these numbers mean? What are they telling me? And I'm gonna do a live analysis of this account here with you guys today. 
And then the third step is action. So what actions do I need to take? For this example, it was moving into 2019 as an overall account strategy. What do I need to do based off of the data that I just analyzed to get the best results possible. So that's really the three steps within this five-step process, John. We got a lot of steps going on. But you got to pull the data and make sure you've got good, clean data. Then you want to analyze it, figure out what it means, and then make informed decisions moving forward. And that's what we're going to show you here. So John, am I on here? Is this music to your ears? Do you like It's perfect. Yeah. I think that's so many people, they know how to, they know how to like collect the data, right? Everyone sort of gets this idea of, I'm supposed to look at something, but I think the steps two and three of analyzing and then making a plan, that's where people get lost. Like having a plan is so important and having a plan that you built based on what you've seen happening in your account, what you see happening across the industry with Facebook changing its platform so much over the last 12 months, that is how you set yourself up for success. And so really it's all about getting these three things lined up, right? So we're going to talk, I think with your five audit steps about how to pull the data. And then it'll be on you guys to do the analysis once you've pulled it for your business and, and come up with a plan. But yeah, great place to start is with goals. And I will say on this one, Molly, this probably is the most interesting one to start with because we're not pulling data from the account necessarily with the goals, right? You're not going in and saying, okay, well, my goal was to spend this much because Facebook doesn't know how much you wanted to spend. Whatever traffic platforms you're using can't know that. You need to know as a business owner going into a year, a month, a week even, what your ideal spend is and, yeah. and really be pushing towards that because scale is so important right now. That's something that every business owner wants more of, right? But if you don't go out and set that goal and plan, have that intention to, to spend that much, you're going to get to the end of the year and not be where you wanted to be. So, Absolutely. So true. And let's just go ahead and dive into this one, John. So this is really spend and revenue overview. So very big picture. And at the beginning of 2018, Ezra had decided that he was going to spend $5 million on Facebook ads specifically. And like John said, it's great to set a budget. Even if you're just starting out, it's nice to know your expectation or what you want to spend. A lot of companies will spend anywhere from five to 25, 30% of revenue annually on marketing, right? So maybe it's not just on paid traffic. So that's a good place to start. More aggressively, I would spend 20 to 25 or 30% if possible. I think Boom will do around $30 million this year. So you can do the math, but the goal spend here was $5 million. And again, this was based off of the company's revenue, prior history, lots of factors can go into this, but it's good for you to just have a ballpark. So his goal was $5 million, but his actual spin was only 3.8. And it was really important for me to see this metric because I initially knew that Ezra was having trouble scaling. So this is where we've got the data. Now we're starting to analyze it. I see that he didn't spend as much as he planned to, which most people have trouble overspending. So this tells me that the campaigns weren't performing well enough within a reasonable CPA or reasonable return on ad spend for him to want to scale them. So I know that scale is an issue and throughout these next few steps, I'm trying to dive into what prevented him from scaling and how can we fix it. 
So we see that his goal CPA was $45. So he's willing to pay $45 to acquire a customer. His actual CPA was only $37. So he had a wiggle room of $8 here to hit his goal CPA. And he didn't. His CPA actually stayed below the goal CPA. Usually you would see that the goal was 45 and that the actual was 47. But here we have the opposite case. So this, again, further reaffirms to me that Ezra had trouble scaling. And it looks like he particularly had trouble with the cold traffic aspect of scaling because it wasn't that the campaigns were fatiguing out and surpassing the success metric of the $45 CPA. It looks like he wasn't able to even get the reach or the volume of results that he was looking for because he couldn't even scale to that limit. So you guys can see we're only on the second set of data here and we're already analyzing and figuring out what the issues are, scale and specifically cold traffic scale and possibly reach. So I'm writing these things down in my notebook as we go. <laughs> Figuratively, I was when we actually did this for the first time. And this is starting to inform the next steps I need to take. So now let's look at average order value. And this tells me how well Ezra's funnel is performing, that immediate funnel after someone purchases. Does he have order bumps, upsells, cross-sells? Are we making the most of that initial purchase? Because we know how important average order value is to our ability to scale and pay the most to acquire the customer. So the goal AOV was 50 bucks. The actual AOV was $65. So again, usually you see the opposite problem here. The goal average order value was 50 bucks, but the actual was 35. Here we have the opposite issue. He actually was making more per purchase than we were even expecting. So this is further reaffirming that we were having trouble with scaling cold traffic and that there's really not a lot wrong with his site or his funnel or whatever he has set up initially to further monetize these customers once they come through his ecosystem. And, and then one thing I think is worth mentioning here, Molly, is we're seeing course. the CPA look lower and the average order value look higher. And you're very correctly, I think, making the jump to a limit on the cold traffic. But one way you can kind of tell that when you say like, okay, it seems like it's overperforming, so why should he worry? Well, your retargeting efforts, right? Your campaigns that you're running on whatever platform that reach out to people that are already buyers of your products, already customers, already engaged, typically have a lower cost for acquisition and a higher average order value. So seeing those look so much better than you might expect is actually a negative here because the overall spend was lower. It, yeah. it just means that that's how we know the cold traffic didn't do as well as he wanted it to because totally. these numbers looked really, really good, but he wasn't able to spend as much as he wanted. And so too much of the budget was allocated towards the retargeting efforts. Yeah. And John, you know, we'll dive more into that, but this is such an important point too, because people might be looking at this and saying, whoa, these numbers are great. Why doesn't he just leave it how it is? But this is such an important part of scale that most people don't talk about. When you hear gurus or people talking about running a successful campaign, you normally hear that the return on ad spend was high, the cost per lead was low, the cost per acquisition was low, but rarely do you hear people speak to the volume of results, the number of leads, the number of customers. For example, you could say, hey Molly, I ran this campaign and I got a 10 
X return on ad spend. Okay, awesome. How many customers did you acquire? And they acquired maybe five customers. <laughs> okay, great. Compare that to, I have this campaign, the return on ad spend is two, but I acquired a hundred customers. I would take scenario B every single time. Because that isn't language and that part of scale isn't often described in the market, everyone's running after return on ad spend. Everybody's running after the cheapest lead or the cheapest cost for acquisition, which is important. Cost is very important. But the volume of customers or leads, whatever you're going for, the volume of results is the most important aspect. That is how you actually build a business. And Ezra knows this. It's why he wants to spend $5 million because he knows that if he maintains these other goal metrics, that is going to allow him to acquire many more thousands of customers that allows his business to grow horizontally. So he's not just going for return on ad spend. And that is such a flawed metric in my opinion. And this other side of scale is usually left out of conversation. I mean, it's important for so many reasons, but a big reason is relevant right now. We're going into Q4, and Ezra has a solid holiday campaign strategy, and he knows that the more people he's able to acquire at break-even or a little bit of profit throughout the year, the bigger those monetization efforts are going to be, or if he ever goes to sell his business, or even just for email marketing. So I just wanted to go deeper on that, John, because I think that is such an important thing for everybody to understand when we're talking about scale. So let's break this down a little bit, kind of what you were just talking about, John. The second step of this process, these were overview numbers, very bird's eye view. Now let's break it down into awareness and retargeting. So what do these numbers look like when we're just looking at campaigns that were built and run in 2018 for awareness and those that were built to retarget warm traffic, people that are already familiar with us? Because this is further informing what did work, what didn't work, and what we should do next. So let's look at awareness. So the goal spin there was $4 million, so that's great. I mean, anytime you can have like a four to one ratio or a four to two ratio to cold traffic to retargeting, that's pretty solid. So you can see that his goal was to spend 4 million on cold traffic and he only spent 2.2. So again, further reaffirming that there was an issue here with scale for cold traffic. The goal CPA was 50 bucks, the actual CPA was $53. So by further diving deeper into this metric, I see that they did scale up to 50 bucks, John, and they actually went a little bit over. So it mm. wasn't a reach issue. It was that they hit the threshold on what they were willing to pay to acquire a customer and it, they couldn't spend anymore. So I need to figure out how do I help them decrease that CPA? How do I help them scale in a way that isn't going to spike the CPA over $50? That's what's on my mind here. Average order value, we weren't able to pull. We had some tech issues here, but return on ad spend look fine. So average order value is probably fine. And this just really shows me that we hit the threshold based off of the audiences we were targeting and what we were doing in terms of how many customers we were able to acquire and how much we were able to spend to cold traffic. We just hit the threshold. And this is what I really need to help them with. Because if you look at retargeting, 
The goal spin was a million. We spent a little bit more than that because it was doing so well. Goal CPA, $35. Actual was 22. Return on ad spend goal was 2.3. Actual was 2.8. So retargeting's looking just fine. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> retargeting's looking really, really good. And that's kind of when we move into the third step. So now we understand, guys, the first step looks at the account from a bird's eye view. Now we break it down into awareness and retargeting. Now this third step is where we start to get into what's happening at the ad and ad set level. So how are the actual ads performing? How is our budget to audience ratio? Are we showing the ads too many times? And let's look at this from an overview perspective. So John and I have created some benchmarks for you guys. These are going to change a bit depending on the market and what you're doing. But these are good benchmarks to say red is not great and needs improvement. Yellow is okay. And green is good job. So let's look at overall cost per click in the account period for 2018. It was $1.32, which is in the yellow. That's okay. It's pretty good for this day and age. It could use a little bit of improvement, but it's not alarming. Same thing with the click-through rate. Anything under 1% is pretty bad. Anything over 2 is is pretty great. So the click-through rate is 1.87. We're good there. And if these were low, it would tell me that the offer, the creative, the copy, the targeting, like all of the tactical assets that make up the campaign, they probably weren't working for us. You know, people just weren't interested or maybe we weren't using enough targeting options or weren't going deep enough in our targeting and maybe targeting too broad of interest that would be super competitive and cause our costs to be high. So we looked okay here, but something scary was the frequency. <laughs> so the frequency overall, these ads in 2018 showed on average to each person we targeted 7.86 times. That's really high. Anything over seven is kind of too much. So this showed me that we have an audience issue, that there was something up with our targeting that needed to be fixed. And then step four allows us to drill down further, very similar to how we did in step two. So these success numbers, what do they look like from an awareness and retargeting standpoint? Well, cold traffic seemed okay. Cost per click was $1 to $2. Click-through rate was actually pretty high. So that shows me that the copy creative author we're using to cold traffic is actually pretty good but the frequency was in the yellow zone. So that shows me that we're really struggling with audiences at the cold traffic level and we need fresh blood to target in this account. And that shows up even further in the retargeting. So the cost per click for retargeting looked just fine. The click-through rate looked low and that was because the frequency was way too high, even from a retargeting standpoint. So all roads lead back to the lack of ability to scale here, and it looks like it's mostly around the audiences we're targeting. This is a case, I think, where you can see that these numbers are just benchmarks, because it looks like the frequency we're retargeting is in the yellow zone, but yeah. we know that that seems like so over high for the account, and the click-through yeah. rate seems like it correlates with people are seeing the ad too much, so they're not clicking on it because they're getting overwhelmed. So when you look at these numbers, this is not handed down by Mark Zuckerberg as where you need to be for your yeah. parameters. 
but it is a really great benchmark. And so just keep in mind when you look at this for your business, it's not going to be exactly 10.1 is when it's bad. 9.8 in this case, we know is a little bit higher than we want it to be. So yeah, and it just showed that those audiences needed a refresh. So that's why step five of this audit, and this isn't the full audit that we do guys, this is just a little taste for you. You can get the full thing at smarttrafficlive.com when we host our online summit in December. Would love to see you there, smarttrafficlive.com. The fifth step here was the audience review. And this is really simple and just going into an account and saying, are they in any campaign targeting these certain types of audiences? Because a great way to scale horizontally is by using many different types of audiences. It allows you to reach much more of the market. So you can see that Boom was using all of the audience types except for interest targeting, which is my absolute favorite, and in my opinion, the most effective way to scale to cold traffic. And they've used it a few years ago, it didn't work. And what I saw is they'd used it too broadly. So they were targeting really big, broad interests that just weren't gonna work. So once I saw that they weren't using interest targeting, John, I knew that this was the key, right? This was mm -hmm. one of the keys to success because they were having trouble with audiences, cold traffic audiences, they were having trouble scaling. I have an expertise in interest targeting this was going to be a huge solution. So after this full <laughs> audit process, guys, we really had three takeaways. The first one is what we call fission. <laughs> and, and these are what we were going to do moving into 2020, what we have done. So the first one, fission is about using existing ads that already have a ton of social groups. Because we know that, number one, social proof is the most important aspect of your success in a campaign. It shows Facebook that this ad is actually providing a good and exciting experience for these people. And the ads in Ezra's account that were performing the best, John, if you remember, were the ones with the most social proof. So we decided that the click-through rate, cost per click to cold traffic, everything looked great. And we didn't really need to create a lot of new ads in the new year. We needed to go back and fish out the ones that had the most social proof and use those existing post IDs in campaigns moving forward. And of course, we've created new ads too, but we went back and we fished out all of those best performers. Something else that we did, and I noticed in Ezra's account, it came out in a different part of the audit than you guys saw here, was what we call squishing. <laughs> and they are such good marketers that he has over-segmented his retargeting audiences. And what I know to be true this year and next year is that actually larger audiences, especially when it comes to retargeting, just play better with Facebook's algorithm. So if you've created an audience of everybody who's visited this certain page but hasn't bought in the last day and it's only the top 20% of people who visited the page and it sounds so awesome and segmented and it's going to work amazing and it doesn't work because the audience size is 20 people and that's just not enough for Facebook to do anything with. So we actually simplified his retargeting strategy to create larger audience sizes and it's worked so much better. And then the third is what I've been talking to you guys a lot about is figuring out new targeting 
specifically interest targeting that will allow us to reach cold audiences that they haven't reached before that will really solve their biggest issue, which is scaling the cold traffic while maintaining a reasonable CPA. We will be, um, again, diving deeper into this audit for Boom. And uh, while, while we do the audit and create the plan for 2020, the hope and goal is that you do the same for your business or that you do the same for the clients that you're working with. So join us, smarttrafficlive.com. I hope you've enjoyed this session. This has been really fun to record. John, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, well, just say that it was super fun to go through this again. I'm honestly getting super excited to review all of Boom's performance in 2019. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, John. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Are you still focused on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday shopping season when probably what you should be doing is keeping an eye out towards the plan that you have for 2024? Now, we here at Perpetual Traffic want to help you make 2024 the best business year you've ever had online and help you do that through everything that we talk about here on this podcast. Well, for 10 lucky businesses, we are going to offer through the end of the year January 1st is our cutoff date. We are offering 10 free audits for 10 lucky businesses. We will go through everything from all of your ad spend on all your social platforms. We'll do everything on your website, analyze all your CRO, as well as look at your data, how you're tracking, as well as look at your email sequences, everything associated with your digital marketing, wrap it up into an audit, give you a score and tell you exactly where you most need to improve. And we are offering this to 10 businesses for free through the end of the year. In order to get your free audit, head on over to tier11.com, fill out the application and make mention in the actual notes section that you heard about this promo for the free audit on perpetual traffic and we'll bump you to the front of the line. Now this is for 10 businesses only. We have a limit of 10. We literally do not have more capacity to be able to do more than that because I actually do have to give my people between Christmas and New Year's off. So they've got to work really quickly. So the quicker you can get this and submit it, the better, and we're going to take the first 10 that apply. So make sure you head over to tier11.com forward slash audit. For your free audit, we will look at every aspect of your digital marketing, give you a rating, and then give our recommendations as to what you can improve so you have the best year ever in 2024.